there are several different roadblocks that you have to deal with. Access to funding, access to knowledge, access to people. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership Podcast, where we highlight and explore the views of thought leaders and organizations across the tech industry. We're presenting topics on leadership, sales, and trends from our perspective as individuals and, of course, as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership. We love being able to engage with leaders who are carving path in this sector. What's the connection between technology, education, and the country of Ghana? Well, you're about to hear a fascinating discussion that we're about to have. Joining us today is a tech leader. She's part of our community. Now, she's not only a technical expert, but she's also a former employee of Microsoft. Now, Nakia Carter is running her second Microsoft partner company, and it's called NTC Tech. If you look at NTC Tech Consulting LLC, it's going to tell you that any technical project you have that has something to do with Microsoft, when you need a solution architect, Nakia and her team can assist you. Now, she's focused on consulting, training, integration, migration, solution development. Man, you just name it. When it comes to the Microsoft technology, she is the expert. Modern Work, SharePoint, Microsoft, Office 365. If you hear those key buzzwords and you are stuck and do not know what to do, you need to reach out to her. We're so excited to have her not only on the podcast, but on the podcast across the pond, all the way across from Africa. Nikia, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Danny. I'm very happy to be here. Nikia, this is David, and we're so glad to be able to have this discussion with you. We're glad that you could join us. Now, you grew up in Washington, D.C., near to our heart as we all attended the incredible Howard University, the Mecca. Talk about your experience at Howard and what led you down your path of technology. Uh, well, my path to technology started before I went to Howard, actually. Um, I was um, one of those kids that grew up in the inner city. And um, my dad, even though we grew up kind of poor, he gave um, enough, he got together money to buy a computer from Radio Shack. If you all remember Radio Shack, it's probably throwing it back a little bit. But um, once I got that computer, I realized I had a knack for technology and I just was picking up all over the place. I was helping other people do their work. And then it just solidified that um, computer science was the place for me to be. So that's what I continued when I went to Howard. And then I later transferred to Towson University. That's wonderful. At least you had a chance to stop by the most incredible university there is. I love it. And glad to hear about your excitement and how education piqued that curiosity. And we're going to come back to that in a moment. But Nikia, I want to ask you about your company. Talk about your leadership journey and what led you to begin NTC Tech Consultancy. And what is, your, what is it about this second venture that you love? So... As you said, David, I've had a first um, company, which was Carter McGowan Services. Um, we basically still did the same work, but on this, um, this go around for NTC Tech, um, we're right now servicing partners. Um, so we mostly work with partners and supplement their company 
so that um, say you're a partner and you wanted to get into modern work, but you're an MSP and you don't want to do SI type work, but you want to get paid for doing that type of thing and expanding services for your customers. Um, you could come talk to us and we partner with you um, and act as a part of your company to service your clients and give extra services on top of your managed services. Or even if you're ISV and you want to maybe do training on your, um, on your platform, but you don't have trainers, we have trainers. So we can actually learn your product and then train those people that are gonna use your product as well as any other M365 um, uh, tenant they may have. About the second part of your question, why did I start NTC uh, um, after? So that Microsoft was there for about four years. The layoffs happened. Um, since I'd already knew how to start a new business, I just went ahead and started a new business. And that's how I ended up with the second one. That's fantastic. And I'm glad you took advantage. A lot of times when people are in a position of transition, whether it's something they transition on their own or the organization they work for transitions them without their knowledge. The mm -hmm. fact that you had the experience and the background to be able to start NTC says a lot about who you are. A lot of times when we are in a position when something negative happens in our life or a roadblock happens in our life, we tend to shrink back. But yet you decided to move forward. And one of the things that you did very well outside of starting your own business, like you asked yourself, what do I know? And you know technology, and you also know the partner realm. And we know that right now, when you're a managed service provider, it's so hard to know everything about technology. It's hard to know everything about Microsoft inside and out. And so you have a choice. When you win a big project, you have a choice to hire that expertise and bring it in-house or to outsource it. Because if you're not going to do that particular expertise every single day of the week, and you hire for that role, that person you hire will be let's say, twiddling the thumbs for the rest of the year. So it's very important to find a strategic partner that you can trust and work with. And Nikia, I think you did a fantastic job focusing on the partners uh, in this managed services space to really help them to what I call be the expert in their client's eyes. And right now, when it comes to partnerships, why is partnerships so important to MSPs? And how can they leverage you more than just working with our community or some other communities, how can they leverage you more? Because I think it's a strategy thing, right? When an MSP thinks about their clients, they need to think more strategic now. Stop mm -hmm. thinking the old school way, well, I'll just do some backup, some antivirus, and I'm done. They need to be more strategic. So how can they be more strategic and work with you? Well, one of the things that Microsoft pushes, um, and you probably know this, Danny, is that um, they, they push service mm -hmm. and IP. So as a managed service provider, most of the time you don't have services outside of servicing um, the devices and the networks that you're servicing, and you don't have IP. The SIs, we develop IP and not in the same way as uh, ISV would be. So it wouldn't be like a full-blown, you know, complete, like robust application, but we can build pretty robust applications using things like Power Platform. So for the, for the managed service provider um, who is, you know, doing their job and looking after the computers and the phones and such, uh, and then they say, they, they get a customer that says, hey, you've been doing a great job in, you know, my environment, 
we have M365. We would like to use SharePoint. You know, we have collaboration issues. Um, we would like to get our folks trained on what they have and so that they know what they have versus what they don't have versus when to use what for what things. So we can help the managed service provider by expanding their services for their customers and allowing them to have a wider service range um, that they can offer the customer. So the customer doesn't have to go shop around and have multiple people. They'll have the one-stop shop. I like how you put that, Nikia. This is Danny. And, and that's really key. So sometimes when an MSP does a very good job, they earn the trust of the client. The client loves working with them. They do what I call go above and beyond the white glove treatment. The client will say, hey, can you also do X, Y, Z? And then this is what they hear. And that's the clue to say, I need to reach out to Nikia. I need to reach out to NTC to come on board as my subcontractor in order for me to continue to provide an excellent service to my client. I think that's fantastic. So if you're an MSP and you're out there and providing IT services to your client, we tell you, look, you don't have to know everything, but you have to know the right people. And right. sometimes when your client loves you because you are an awesome MSP, reach out to Nakia, her team. And look, yes, she just relocated to Africa. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but her rates are amazing. I've actually have partners here in the U.S., that I have trained personally who actually work with Nikia. And so I'm really excited to say that from them and from my knowledge and my experience with her as well, you guys are gonna have a very good opportunity to continue to make your client happy. David? Nikia, this is Dave. I, I definitely wanna follow up on that. And it's encouraging to hear how your work is expanding services for MSPs, but you're also expanding exposure for other organizations, and let's talk specifically about the educational space. You are so passionate about helping technology get integrated with education. You're empowering students through this. Talk about why tech is so important in education. Obviously, you mentioned in the very beginning how you got exposed to technology. And what are some practical ways that schools, school districts can incorporate tech education into their curriculum? It is important because, like you said, just look at me, David, right? I came from an environment that um, might not have had as many opportunities for me, but having touched, having that first touch to technology and then understanding that, hey, this is something I can do. And then going to do my research and finding out, hey, I actually can do this for a living and I would make great money and I'll be able to, you know, continue on. Um, so I believe that not only the education, but just the experience, just being able to touch things, not just your phone as a kid, <laughs> being able to touch an actual computer, um, or even if your phone, do mobile app development. Um, there's lots of different things out there for um, everybody to learn technology. Um, as far as education, I believe it should be in every kid's education in the US, in Ghana, worldwide, just period. This is the way the world is going. We have technology in everything. So you need to be a person that has at least some touch with technology, even though you're, you might not be the technologist, um, but you need to understand technology in a way that helps you do the jobs of the future. The jobs that are actually, the future is now, the present um, jobs that are right now as well. 
So some of the ways that um, educators can possibly add that curriculum. First, they need to talk to their school administration, of course, because there may be ways for them to get funding and, and such from the state or, or their locality um, to um, uh, buy equipment and things like that. But there are plenty of free soft, uh, free program language type courses. There's one for um, Ruby. There's one for uh, Pi. There's ones for, um, there's like a kid programming language that MIT created, but it has an actual platform that you can teach kids how to program using blocks. So they can just put blocks together of code together, and then they can run it and see what it does. All of that, all of those types of things are free, online, available for anybody to use. Um, so even if there is no budget um, to buy, you know, expensive software that's maybe through a learning management system, there are other ways to, to get um, that education in. We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Are you someone who dreads public speaking? Does the mere thought of getting up in front of a crowd make you break out in a cold sweat? Well, fear no further because there's a solution that can help you overcome your fear and master the art of public speaking. Introducing our book, Talk It Up a guide to successful public speaking. This comprehensive guide is perfect for anyone of any age in any profession if they want to improve the public speaking skills. Whether it's for a work presentation, a conference, a job interview, giving a toast at a wedding, or even a TED Talk. With Talk It Up, you'll learn how to craft and deliver a powerful speech that engages your audience and leaves a lasting impression. You'll discover techniques for controlling your nerves, protecting your idea, projecting your voice, using your body language, all to keep your audience engaged. Plus, you get tips on everything from creating an outline to using visual aids to managing a Q&A session. Imagine being able to speak confidently and being able to captivate your audience. With Talk It Up, you can become a skilled public speaker in no time. And the best part, it's available on Amazon. So you can start reading today and take your first steps to become a confident public speaker. Don't let your fear of public speaking hold you back any longer. Order your copy of Talk It Up today and start speaking with confidence. 
This is Danny, and I appreciate you bringing that up. And what I want the audience to know, it's it's not just education space, it's everywhere. Do you have the willingness to hustle? Do you have the willingness to say, I'm not going to allow excuses of what's real to hold me back. I'm going to find the resources so that I can make a better life for myself. I can make a better use to help educate my children, educate my classroom. There are plenty of resources out there that are free, as Nikia is saying. But if you are in the education space, I think it's very crucial as a young individual, ask your administrator. If they, if they don't have the technology you need, ask the administrator to get it for you or to get the free resources out there because you control your destiny. You control the opportunity to learn technology. You can learn. You can pick up a book. You can go on YouTube. You can go on LinkedIn. You can go so many places. Uh, I mean, there's so many ways to learn. And as an adult, guess what? You can also do the same thing because right now, Google, Facebook, all these organizations are saying, look, you don't necessarily need a college degree. You can come through our own education system. They have their own online content, their own online certifications. You take the training through their content and they guarantee you at least an interview. That is amazing that you can make six figures without even going to college. Now, I went to Howard, David went to Howard, Nikita went to Howard. We believe education is very important because there's gonna be things that you can learn from other people in a higher institution of learning. Yes, absolutely. But there's also the thing called the School of Hard Knocks. If you are in a school system, please ask your administrator if they do not have the services that you need, because that's very important to take advantage of it today. There's no excuse, guys. There's no excuse why you can't grow. There's no excuse why you can't continue to develop. And I want to make sure everyone knows that. And Nikia, what challenges, additional challenges do you feel that students have when it comes to this educational space outside of just, just finding their educational learning. It could be maybe bandwidth. It could be internet. It could be lack of computer systems. What other challenges can you see? And then let's start off with something happy. What is a success story or some type of great example you can share uh, that worked out? Some of those challenges would be the ability to get a computer. Um, like you said, internet. Another thing is if you do have the computer and you do have access to internet, access to your network, access to other people that can help you when you're going through this journey of learning, when you get stuck or when you're like, well, can I do this? Can I maybe try this thing? Can you give me suggestions on how I can possibly get this thing done? And the way you can get that done is through things called user groups. If you go through meetup.com, um, so the URL is meetup.com, um, at least in the States anyway. I haven't tried this in, in Ghana yet, but there are lots of user groups. You just do a search for the technology and you will find the user group of your choice in your area. And then you go to that user group and you'll be able to network with like-minded, different leveled people. There'll also be people that will speak at the user group. So you get to learn when you go to the user group meetings. And if you go in person, a lot of times they offer food. So that's a win-win there. As far as, <laughs> as far as the internet in the US, there are providers like Xfinity who will give you reduced or free internet based on your um, school application. So if you talk to your school and you get free or reduced lunch, you have the ability to possibly go to those internet providers through your school to get free or reduced internet. As far as the computer, now that part's, I haven't worked that part out yet. 
<laughs> so, but if I would say maybe a um, success story, there was a doctor that I worked with before. She was a nonprofit doctor and she wanted to have different forms and things created for her nonprofit um, organization. I worked with her to not only set up those forms and such, but actually taught her how to do it. And she actually built, started building her own and modifying her own forms. Um, there was time she got stuck, of course, and she still needed some help. But for the most part, she was able to figure out that, hey, I actually have that brain too, even though I'm a doctor, I can actually do coding. And she actually did it. She learned InfoPath and she was getting really good at it. But, you know, InfoPath's dead now. So, <laughs> um, but she did a really good job of um, learning um, and she was able to carry on. And that gave her another skill that where she started saying, hey, um, I, I think I might want to retire from being a doctor because of, you know, the gruelingness on her body um, and actually go and do some computer work. This is David. Thank you for sharing that with us. And what I'm excited about with our audience here is they're hearing that technology, when placed in the right environments with the right mindset, can really lead to giving tools to educators, to students, and even to doctors that they can be able to advance their own careers. I love that you're helping them with this exposure. I want to talk back to your time at Microsoft a little bit, if that's all right. Uh, your work there, the one commercial partner, and talking about your work in the modern workplace. Uh, can you share a little bit of insight into your experience at Microsoft? What was it about your time there that really helped prepare you to what you're doing now with NTC? But talk about your time there at Microsoft, the responsibility you had in the modern workplace. At Microsoft, um, I was hired to be the modern work technology strategy lead in the partner org. What that meant was that I looked after architects who were in the modern workspace, which was um, M365, um, along with security and compliance. Uh, so that was my first two years. And then my last two years, my role was expanded. I got switched to a different team. And um, <laughs> that team operated differently. So all of the CSAs that I, were responsible, I was responsible for, the cloud solution architects, at first I had around 100 with their managers. That expanded to be about 600 folks. Um, actually, I think it was a little bit more, plus their managers. It was like 200 managers or something. So, and across all the solution areas, you know, Microsoft has the big three, which is Modern Work, Azure, and BizApps but there are little ones sprinkled in there, like Azure is in a few different buckets. Um, BizApps is still one, but Modern Work is in two different buckets. But being at Microsoft, it did help me to understand more because I was in the partner org. It did help me to understand more about the solution areas, the solution plays, what Microsoft is looking for in partners in order for them to co-sell with you. Um, because that can tend to be a black box for a lot of partners. They're like, I want Microsoft to co-sell with me, but I don't know how to get there. And now I know some of that inside sauce, even though it's changed a little bit again. <laughs> but I know some of that inside sauce, so that was very helpful. This is David Nakia, and I appreciate you sharing about your time at Microsoft and very modest, even with the work that you had, the responsibility you had. I want to ask you about a mutual friend of ours and someone who's been on our podcast before. Uh, you did some work with Gabriella Schuster. You talk about being an advocate. You're, you're huge on not only exposing the 
youth of our, you know, let's say the, the, the youth of tomorrow, you talk about exposing our, our young minds to technology. You talk about helping to advance women in tech and making sure that they understand that it's not just about getting a seat at the table, it's about getting their voice there and elevating their careers. Talk about your time with Gabriella Schuster and, and how she was also a huge uh, component of your impacting women in this space. So yes, I worked with Gabriella. Um, as you know, David, awesome lady, very into women in tech, and she's off, off doing some amazing work in that space right at this moment. Um, so yes, when I joined, um, she asked me to join this initiative to help um, get more women in tech no one had the experience of running a user group type or developing a program of this manner because the program that we were going to develop would be one getting women interested to even peek at the technology um, and then once we get them interested immerse them and get them the network and the user group-esque community that they'll need in order to be successful in their own we had already worked out the schedule for um, having webinars. We worked out having like how we would set up user groups um, for folks to be able to join. We worked out which kind of technology we wanted to start with first. Um, we also um, started a um, schedule on more touchy feely type skills. So the professionalism, you know, what's it like to work in the tech field? So the women were prepared and feel comfortable once they um, enter that environment. This is Danny, and, and as you were uh, alluding to, just the great work that you and Gabriella were doing to uplift women in tech, you've also, just like Gabriella, been a part of several other communities as well. We, we have the Women in Cloud, we have the Microsoft International Association of Microsoft Channel Partners, IAMCP, but then you've also been doing a lot of work with Microsoft, BIPG, the Black Partner Growth Initiative community, and of course, my community that I started with two other Black founders called the Black Channel Partner Alliance. Tell us a little bit more about these communities that you've been in, in really involved in heavily and why it's been a patch of yours to continue to help build up these communities. Yeah, thanks for that, Danny. The reason for that is access. As Black partners, there are several different roadblocks that you have to deal with. Access to funding, access to knowledge, access to people. You don't always, you, you may not always be traveling in those circles where you'd find access to all of those things. And then on the finance side, being black, you don't always have the best access to finance. <laughs> so um, one of the things that BAPG does, the Black Partner Growth Initiative, that part is on the Microsoft side and then BCPA, which is the Black Channel Partner Alliance, is on the partner side. So partners external to Microsoft that work with Microsoft. And then the BAPG side is Microsoft side. Those two pieces work together. Um, the, the BCPA side, the alliance, the alliance side is where you get to network with other partners. Um, you get to go through um, hearing different speakers, um, things like that, that from Microsoft that will be able to help you understand what it is that you need to do for your business. But then there's the BAPG side, the Microsoft side, where there's financing available. There's an immersion program that you can go through that I heard pretty intense. I have to go through that puppy myself at one point. Um, but it's a very intense um, where you 
you get really deep education in the technology space when it comes to Microsoft, as well as partnering with Microsoft in the best effective manner. We'll be right back after this short break. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Are you tired of struggling to keep your team motivated and engaged? Do you wish there was an easier way to develop your employees' skills and build a high-performing team? Well, look no further than Mercury Learning Library and Coaching. If you're a tech company that values happy, high-performing teams and leaders, Mercury is the solution you've been looking for. You'll have access to online training, bi-weekly group coaching to power up your employees, their skills, their leadership skills, their sales, and public speaking. And for CEOs and business owners, we have an offer exclusive just for you. It is a training track to help you lead your company to success. Here's the thing. Your employees want to grow and develop. They want to be motivated and engaged at work, but it's not always easy to know where to start. That's where Mercury comes in. We provide specific development tracks for managers, employees, and HR leaders to help them achieve their goals and reach their full potential. Hey everybody, I'm Christina and I'm a brand and image strategist where we consult you on how you're coming across, how your total brand, um, social media, the way you speak, the way you look, the way uh, your website looks, and it's all important in encompassing especially effective communication. So I have a book that I'd like to recommend. This book called, called Talk It Up by David and Danny Sue Brown does exactly that. It goes step by step and it tells you exactly what you need to know. It is very easy to follow. It will boost your confidence. It will help you communicate effectively to your audience. Nick here, this is David. And I wanna share that you've lended your voice and your expertise to those communities and certainly have made an impact. And I love how you said the word access. And that's really what it is. We want to give them not just exposure, we want to give them access. It's not enough to just say, hey, here's something you can learn. No, let's get you in a position where you can be successful. And that's what those communities are doing. And that's what Microsoft's funding. That's what they're supporting. And that's what you've done. And I love that. You've also put your voice out there on other platforms, whether they've been on podcasts, whether you've done workshops, you've spoken on stage. So what are you learning about yourself, not just from being involved in the communities, not just for being an advocate for women in tech, but now also speaking at different workshops, conferences, getting on stage? What are you learning about yourself as a speaker, as someone who says, I have a voice, not just to help others raise a voice, but I have a voice that I want to use to get out there as well? What I've learned about myself, um, David, is that um, <laughs> I kind of enjoy speaking on stage, even though it makes me nervous <laughs> every time 
I still get nervous. I've been doing it for years. I still get nervous every single time I get on stage. But I know as soon as I start talking and it becomes a conversation, because I like to get the audience involved with what I'm saying, um, even if they're not able to respond verbally, I like to get them emotionally so I can see on their faces that they're actually into the conversation. I like to get them in, involved in a way. Um, so once I get my mouth open and I start talking and it feels like I'm just talking to somebody else, then I calm down. I just start flowing and it's it's pretty easy. Um, but I would say for folks that are starting to, to begin this journey, your brand is super important. Um, you, not only your social media presence, not only how you show up when you show up to the place, being out there as a thought leader, talking on stage gives you the ability to raise your brand level up to a point where somebody is like, oh, yeah, that person really knows what they're talking about. Um, they're at this Microsoft conference, they're at this tech conference, and they're the one on stage speaking to me and demoing about how these things work. Um, that just adds so much to your brand. So it can be a difficult thing for introverts, especially even for extroverts. I'm extroverted, um, but it still it can be a difficult thing for me sometimes, at least in the beginning. Practice giving speeches until you get comfortable with talking in that type of way. And then the next stage would be go to your local, your local user group, go to a user group meeting and then ask to speak there because that's a really it's a more it's a smaller crowd. Um, it's a little bit more intimate. So it's an easier place to start. And that's how I started um, as well. I went to Toastmasters, <laughs> then I got into the user groups and started speaking. And then I got up on um, stages at conferences and really started going to town after that. This is Danny, and I want to encourage our audience, uh, look for chances to speak. Look for all those chances, the opportunity. You need practice. And mm -hmm. one of the things that Nikia get, gets an opportunity to do is speak and practice a lot. Uh, she mentioned early in the beginning, her company also does training, which is very awesome as well when it comes to the technical training and helping you what we call do user adoption. So it's one thing to sell the technology, implement the technology, purchase the technology. Now you need to adopt it. And that's why you need a technical trainer as well. But I want to really encourage the audience to take every opportunity to speak, whether it's at the library, at the Girl Scouts, the Boy Scouts, uh, any of your community, the churches, uh, your neighborhood, whatever it takes, get an opportunity to practice. And I will tell you that if you need a little bit of help, go to Amazon today, look, talk it up, a guide to successful public speaking, an amazing book. It's, of course, David and my, it's our book. It's a guide to public speaking. It'll teach you how to speak, how to have more confidence. It'll teach you how to use a background, how to use technology. It'll teach you how to overcome your fears. So go pick up this book, talk it up at Guide to Successful Public Speaking. If there's not a Toastmasters around, you can actually do public speaking training on our LMS platform today. Go to our at meetup.com and you'll see uh, an opportunity to sign up for public speaking training as well. So you'll not only get public speaking training, you'll be in a group with other people doing public speaking training, and you'll get a public speaking coach. And that's one of the great things about the uh, online LMS platform. But yes, absolutely. If there's a Toastmasters, join. But if you can't get to a Toastmasters, go to Amazon, buy our book. It is a guide, step-by-step -step practice. And then, of course, do the training online and be part of a peer group and, of course, uh, have an executive public speaking coach. So, Nikia, I really appreciate you talking about that 
training because a lot of people look at technical people like yourself and they don't think that you need to learn how to speak eloquently. And I would go to so many technical conferences and I will tell you, I wish the technical nerds out there, and I am a technical nerd myself, so I understand the, the need to want to be technical, but there is another need, learning how to convey that technical message to the audience so they can consume it. And that's one of the things you've done very well. Now, I want to go to this next aspect because not only are Dave and I authors, you also co-authored a book, not just one book, a couple of books. And the books that you've co-authored have really been focusing more on mastering Office 365, mastering this technology within Microsoft. And you've also created a user guide. Can you tell our audience a little bit about that? How did you get into being a co-author and how can people find out more about these books? Thanks for that question too, Danny. So yes, I wrote one book, the, the, use, the Office 365 user guide. I wrote that by myself. But then the Mastering Office 365 Administration, that I went and got some help for. <laughs> um, but I wrote it with two, of, uh, two um, people that I know from the technical community. So I, I have con uh, the, my connections, in not only in the Microsoft community, but also in the technical space. Um, and the Mastering book, that's a book that's kind of getting you to mastery. So it, you don't have to be a master. It's not about being the master. It's about getting to mastery in that other book. Lots of great information there across the whole M365 platform. So lots, I'm sorry, Office 365 platform, not M365. So cut out the security and compliance part because I don't think we wrote on those two. Um, and the user guide, that one is meant to be a you're just starting in Office 365, or you've been in there for maybe a little bit, but you're like, ah, I know I could be doing things differently. I know there's gotta be a better way to do this. I know I must be missing something. You probably are. Um, there's lots of different ways that um, you can do things in Office 365, but depending on where you start from and what you're trying to do and you know what pieces it connects into, there may be a better way. Um, for you to do things. So that user guide would help you to understand that. I also authored two video courses, but I highly suggest that you do not go to those two because they are super old. Even though the publisher still has them out there, don't, because it's, 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 it's Office 365 and 365 doesn't even look the same. So <laughs> stick to the two books though. Those two books are still um, still pretty viable for today. Nakia, this is David. I love that. Appreciate your modesty there. And as you know, technology continues to evolve. So it, they're still great treasures. They're great resources to get you going. And let's say, let's, let's just put your toes in the water a little bit and let's keep growing and expanding. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing about those resources. I think what's interesting for me, and you, you're definitely diverse as a leader, but here's something a lot of our audience may or may not know. More and more thought leaders are moving across the pond. They're going over to Africa. They're, they're going over to share their experience, their knowledge. They're finding untapped markets. The potential is amazing. And we recently had another leader on the program, uh, David Cole Jr., uh, who also just moved over there talking about the, or at least is moving over there, talking about the interest of making an impact in Africa. Why now? Why Ghana? And what is your thought into moving over to the great continent of Africa? First of all, um, I, I, I just want to make sure 
that um, one of the reasons why we came here is to help spread the wealth, help spread the 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 um, the evolution, the revolution to Africa. It's happening everywhere, um, and it's happening here too. I just want to help to speed it up. Ghana is one of those places that has already started on this technical journey. There's a bunch of Microsoft partners here, not as many as in the States or any, any one state, um, but there's about eight of them, I believe. Um, and uh, the country is willing to get into technology. There are already Ghanaians who are taking courses on their own, those free courses. They are finding them, they're going to take them. Um, and they're getting their certifications and such. Um, so I want to help speed that along, not only just by helping Ghanaians learn this tech and then helping them to bridge the gap to a job, to an actual role with a partner, um, either in the country or maybe even in the States. This is Danny and Nikia. And as you started to really get into the reason why you moved to Africa and why you wanted to spread that wealth, uh, more the knowledge wealth, the technical knowledge wealth, and really want to bring up uh, technical capabilities within the younger generation here in Africa. Uh, I've been talking to you in the past as well that we want to expand as well to Africa. Now, we expanded our organization to EMEA. We expanded it to Central America. Uh, but really, there's just been this calling about expanding it back home. And you went back and we started talking about how can we educate how can we build up and how can we expand the opportunities in Africa? And we talked about bringing some of the partners within the BAPG program, the Black Partner Growth Initiative program, bringing their solution technology, taking it over and creating a center of excellence, a center of technology in order to have a place where people can come learn these Microsoft skills and actually skill up and specialize. Mm -hmm. Because what will happen is these managed service providers that you currently provide work for they're going to need those specializations. And here, that is going to be in Africa, where you are at, where you're going to be working with those younger uh, technical generation that's being upcoming, is what I call it. So tell us a little bit more about why that excites you to be to work with the local young youth there and why it excites you to build up more specializations. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, your passion to help education space, nonprofit space, and help manage service providers will actually come to fruition even more because of the resources that you're developing in Africa. And you know, we're going to be supporting you. You know, Microsoft is going to be supporting you. But tell us a little bit more about why this excites you. This excites me, Danny, just because this is where I came from. You know, I came from circumstances that might have turned out otherwise if I hadn't found technology. And I believe that it is a, it's an empowering thing. It's something that not only can empower, and so empower someone financially, it can also empower them mentally. Um, because, you know, when you don't have what you want in life, that can be very defeating. Um, you get this, you know, really down feeling in you. And if you, if you find something that you love, like technology, and you're able to like make a whole lot of money with it too, you're going to be happy. <laughs> so um, I want to improve lives, not only financially, but emotionally. There's a lot of stress over money and stability. This is Dan, and it goes back to what you talked about earlier today. We talked about access. People need access to capital, need access to technology, need access to education. 
all these things. And now we know that sometimes in the U.S. it can be challenging. And we know that certain organizations and certain people of color, it's harder for them to receive those loans, at least a low enough interest loan, uh, so that can make a profitability. But now you're going to another country where it's even much more difficult. So we, we applaud you. We know that the work you did with the IMCP, with the Women in Cloud, with the Black Partner Growth Initiative, with the Black Channel Partner Alliance, and the work that you've done helping uplift and build technology with the, what I call, upcoming amazing women who want to get into the tech field, that you've built this DNA, you've built this, what I call, muscle memory that is going to allow you to transition that to have success in Africa. So we appreciate that. And we know that you're going to have success. We have supporters here as well. But I want to let the audience know, look, NTC, and if you don't know, you haven't figured it out, NTC is Nakia T. Carter. That's her initials. Uh, NTC Tech, she's committed to really helping businesses, nonprofits, and partners get the most of their technology investments. If you're going to buy and you're going to purchase an expensive piece of technology or solution of technology to help make your business more profitable, you need to make sure you know how to get the most of that investment. And that's what she does. She's here to help with that, give you best practices within IT, help you with IT consulting, help you with customization. Why? Because she started off way back in the day, just like Dave and I did our first computer, Commodore 64. And that's how I got into computers. That's how I broke it. My dad had to go buy the 128, the Commodore 128. And that's how I got excited about computers and start breaking things and pulling them apart and putting it back together again. But if you're needing anything when it comes to the technical space, you need technical training, you need technical adoption, you need someone to help you with a specialized technical skill set that you may need assistance on, reach out to NC Tech. Now, I want to go one last thing. Go to her website. It's consultntctech.com. And you can also find out about her on LinkedIn. It's linkedin.com slash IN slash Nakia T. Carter. Nakia, thank you for joining us on the Twins Talk Tech Leadership Podcast. We're really excited to be able to have you on. And we know that it's going to be an amazing growth, amazing opportunity. We can't wait to hear more about it in the future. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership. Please subscribe, download, and share this program. Learn about sponsorship opportunities and become featured on our program. Follow us on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. Be sure to also give our other program, Twins Talk It Up, a listen as well. We will see you next time in the next episode of Twins Talk Tech Leadership. Thank you.